Welcome back to the Win Daily Podcast for today, Saturday, July 20th, 2019. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy here again with the weatherman, Mark Paquette. Uh, Mark, good Saturday to you. Hope you have a good weekend. And uh, what kind of weather uh, issues are we looking at today? Um, the biggest one will be pop-up thunderstorms in Atlanta. We saw some there last night. Uh, but there are a couple other places, Detroit, Chicago, New York, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, can all see a small risk of a thunderstorm, not anywhere near what uh, Atlanta is. But again, the, the risk, the other big weather story continues to be outside of Minnesota and outside of California is the heat and humidity uh, that all the outdoor games will see. So that's a, a wide uh, amount of games from, like I mentioned, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, New York, Atlanta. Uh, Cincinnati, Detroit, Chicago, uh, Philly, right? Uh, I think, no, they're playing in Pittsburgh. All those games will be very warm. Okay, so let's move on to the schedule here. We got a, we got a busy one on a Saturday. Uh, of course, with a lot of day games as well. Colorado's at the Yankees. The Yankees took the first game last night. Uh, Tanaka at 8,800 at home uh, against Colorado. Uh, and then you got Antonio Santacella. You know, maybe you want to run a Yankee stack again. We were talking about it yesterday. Uh, Tanaka was the winning pitcher in the All-Star game. Uh, and one is his first start coming out of uh, the All-Star break. Uh, held the Blue Jays to a pair of solo homers in six innings last Sunday. Uh, allowing only four hits. Uh, Tanaka's looking good. Uh, what do you think about him against just 8,800 uh, you know, going against the Rockies who are on the road? Although, uh, you know, we have seen them hit well at times away from home. I think you just mentioned the key thing there. Rockies on the road, you always look to fire up an above-average pitcher. Tanaka certainly fits that bill. I mean, it it is going to be, like I said, very hot and humid. The ball will carry great. But just Colorado is not the same offense on the road. I'm not going to blame you for going Tanaka. Now, I know you're not a Yankees fan, but if you can get me one of those Savages t-shirts that I'm hearing all about, that, those, that seems pretty uh, weird, huh, that, after the, the umpire confrontation. With well, uh, one thing at a time, I still haven't ma- mailed you your Jenny, Jerry Seinfeld bobblehead from the Mets game yet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, running the Yankees stack against Centicella seems, uh, seems like a lot of people will do that in cash games too today. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, you look at last night, it was like, oh, my gosh, is this the game that the Yankees finally don't do too much? And then all of a sudden, three guys get on, and Canarcion hits a grand slam, and your Yankees uh, stack is, is fine. And then later in the game, Judge hits a two-run homer, and Canarcion and Judge are obviously two of the higher-owned Yankees anytime they play just because of their power ability, and boom. Anyone that used those Yankee stacks, you, you you finished in the green last night. As long as you didn't go with a absolute blow up of a pitcher, but like David Price. But another story for another day, right? Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Uh, Sandy, the Red Sox fan is coming out for him after David Price finally lost in Camden Yards. Uh, San Diego's at Chicago. Joey Lucchese against Jose Quintana. I don't think I would want to use Lucchese against this Cubs lineup, but uh, some Cubs bats certainly in play here against Ho- Jose Quintana. Hunter Renfro's only 4,400. Uh, you want to punt, really? Uh, you know, you, 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 
I don't know if you could call him a punt, but Will Myers is only 3,500 here. Manny Machado, you got to love it, at uh, 4,400. So I would say at least a mini stack on some Padres here against Quintana. Yeah, just like yesterday, we saw the ball carry very well at Wrigley. Same thing will happen again today. If anything, the wind will be a little bit stronger today. So I'm not going to be embarrassed to say I would use San Diego and Chicago bats. Um, I guess the, the the ones that you would have to do is which ones to use. You mentioned a few good ones. Manny Machado, uh, Hunter Renfro, Franmil Rays would probably be in my top of my list for the Padres. And the other side, the Cubbies, uh, it's always so tough. Um, Anthony Rizzo is going to be going against a lefty-lefty matchup, but he hit his first home run, and those that are into a narrative look up what happened yesterday for his home run that uh, he saw a nine-year-old boy with leukemia and, and the boy asked him to hit a home run and he did and it was a grand slam in his first one in about a month and that was very much like Paul O'Neill in the Seinfeld shows right if you remember that Scott but anyways yeah which which Cubs bats I mean Chris Bryant Javi Baez Anthony Rizzo Albert Moore Jr., if you want to go for some savings, he'll be batting leadoff against the lefty. Some players like that are all in play in my mind. Yeah, Albert Amaro Jr. is only 3,200 on DraftKings. Uh, so there's uh, there's one right there. Victor Caratini, if he's in the game, 3,700. Am I, am I, am I being too hard on Quintana, though? Because he is 3-0 and with a 2.84 ERA uh, in, his, in his last three starts. It seems like the Cubs starters are... From the John Lester How to Pitch uh, handbook, he, John Lester gave up 12 hits yesterday, but left the game with the potential to win. His bullpen actually blew it, and then they came back and won it. But the Cubs starters just seem to be the uh, just give us a quality start or near there, and we'll try to piece it together the rest of the win. And that's what Quintana is. He's not sexy. He's not going to strike out 10. He's probably not even going to go six or anything more than six innings, but he's quietly effective. Um, on a day like today, though, with the wind and the weather being such a factor, I'm not going to be looking to roster him. The Mets are at San Francisco. The Mets have played two extra inning games in two nights, total of 26 innings, and they have scored one run. So maybe Jeff Samarja, who has a 166 ERA over his last three games, is a good play today in a tournament at 9,100. Meanwhile, the the, the uh, Walter Lockett is going for the Mets, and uh, and he's facing a very hot team. You know, the, uh, the 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 uh, the Giants finally got to 500 last night, and they've won 14 of the last 16. So maybe you could use a few Giants bats here. Uh, is that seven wins in a row, I believe, too, as well? So, and they're right back into the thick of the wild card race. Basically, if you're near 500, especially in the National League, you're in the wild card race. Probably the only teams in the National League that you'd say are out of the wild card race are the Marlins and, and the, the Mets. But, um, anyways, yeah, um, I wrote up some Marja. I liked him. Uh, he's a little bit more expensive on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. Um, and the other thing about DraftKings is he's only available on the three-game afternoon slate. On FanDuel, they do have an all-day slate, so you could look to use him in a wide range. No, he's more affordable on FanDuel than DraftKings. 91-100 on DraftKings, my fault. Uh, but yeah, he's certainly in play. He's coming off his best three-game stretch in a long time. 
Over that three-game stretch, she has a 17-3 to strikeout-to-walk ratio in a 1.77 ERA. The Mars are certainly in play. The one little bit of um, hesitation I would have is sometimes Oracle plays a little bit differently in the day than it does at night. Um, at night, the ball simply does not carry unless you're Pete Alonzo. And even then, it's uh, a tough poke to get out of the park. During the day, this will be an afternoon game. The ball does carry a little bit better. So I would look for your Mets to score more than one run today. Okay. Yeah, maybe two <laughs> the way it's going. But yeah. uh, what, what do you think of running a giant stack? Uh, you know, Walter Lockett's 10 runs in, in, in uh, the last two appearances allowed. Uh, so you, you know, the Giants, the way they're hitting, maybe a San Francisco stack? Yeah, I guess we, you'd have to do with which guys. You got Brandon Belt leading off. You got Joe Panic in there. You got uh, Kiermeyer. I mean, Kiermeyer. I was thinking Pilar, the American League East center fielder. Um, all those are in play. Um, Bandoval is, is certainly in play as well. I think you can go with any of those four or, or see who else is. Stephen Voigt has been batting uh, cleanup as their catcher. I saw that Jacob DeBrom had no issues with uh, Mr. Voigt last night, striking him out on three pitches on multiple occasions. Uh, but, yeah, th- those bats are all in play. That's a good call, Scott. Yeah, the, I can't remember the last time the Giants were at 500 this late in the season. It's been a while, and, it, and it's uh, Mr. Bochy's swan song, so good for them. I mean, he's he's a really a good guy as a manager. You've never heard any – negativity out of that San Francisco clubhouse or locker room and good for him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's, let, let's move on here from Mets in San Francisco to Chicago at Tampa Bay. Uh, Lucas Giolito, who wasn't so great his last start, uh, going here against Ryan Yarbrough. Uh, Giolito's only 10,500 going against Tampa Bay. Uh, do you go back to the well with him or, you know, is this a start you want to avoid? Uh, how you feeling about Giolito today? Yeah, you and I had had quite the discussion about uh, Giolito over the, the, the last couple months. And, yeah, it's a mixed uh, bag here where he's had tremendous starts. And, other, and on the other side of the handle, he's he struggled against fairly good teams. And Tampa Bay right now is a fairly good team. Austin Meadows, after about a six-week slump, that uh, started late in May and lasted until basically all of June has suddenly come alive and is the hitter that he was for much of April and May again. Um, I'd be looking to roster Meadows. His price is going to be um, devalued because he's going against um, Giolito, and I'm looking up his price now. You know, on DK, he's not really priced down. He's at 5000 so he's priced up. But um, I like some Tampa Bay bats against Gurriel. On the other side of the, the matchup, um, what we got the classic opener and then Yarbrough is supposed to be the primary pitcher there. That's always a little risky, though. Obviously, this last time out, Yarbrough was uh, part of an eight-inning uh, perfect game that went into the ninth where they lost that and gave up some runs to the Orioles. So he's an intriguing option, but at 9,300 on draft probably go elsewhere. And it should note that on DraftKings, this game is only available as a, a two-game express state slate starting at 6 o'clock. Okay. Uh, Toronto's at Detroit. Uh, Trent Thornton against Daniel Norris. I think he can get some offense in this game. Uh, you know, although uh, Trent Thornton's been 
pretty good at times, depending on who he faces. Uh, and he is going. To, he's just going against against the Tigers. Uh, last time Trent Thor- Thornton uh, faced him, five scoreless innings, eight Ks. Uh, but his last outing against the Red Sox, he lasted just one of the third innings. So maybe you know a few Tigers bats to consider here. Uh, yeah, maybe you go Heimer Candelario at forty three hundred, but then he, you don't get the lefty righty split. Uh, it's it's kind of hard really to find those bats, but you do have Kristen Stewart for just four thousand uh, dollars. You certainly you can consider maybe a Blue Jay stack against against Daniel Norris. Freddie Galvis is just uh, is just forty two hundred. Uh, Danny Jansen if he's in the lineup thirty seven hundred. Tiasca Hernandez. 4100 Justin Smoke 4200 Randall Grychuk 4100 maybe you can run a Toronto stack today Yeah why not why not this was the aggravating weather game of the night last night where thunderstorms looked like they were going to get in there and cause some issues they did not um I got scared off uh, Toronto back personally that came back to bite me a little bit um, same issue may happen today, but I would not be afraid to go right back to the bat. You mentioned some really good ones. One that you didn't mention that I really like, who has been hitting the ball over the last two, three weeks really hard, is Nick Castellanos. He's only 4,700 on DraftKings. Um, he is the classic, hits the ball hard, just hasn't had a lot of home runs, maybe because he doesn't get the ball in the air a lot, or he's been somewhat unlucky. We can see over the last, like I said, two, three weeks, He's rounding into form and is much like the hitter that everyone thought was going to take a, a major step forward this year after a really good 2018. All right. Uh, interesting. Uh, interesting for your Red Sox next against the Orioles. Rick Porcello will, hasn't looked good to be kind uh, in recent starts. Thomas Eshelman actually... Uh, you know, showed some strikeout potential in his last start, but I think a Red Sox stack would be in vogue here and maybe even consider some Orioles bats against Parcello here. Dwight Smith Jr. hasn't played as well as he had early in the season, but he's just 3,600. Uh, you have Chris Davis at just 3,000, and, and maybe it's maybe a punt, you know, so that there's uh, there's two bats right there from Baltimore uh, right there. Uh, you know, Anthony Santander's been been uh, hitting the ball pretty well, and Trey Mancini's only 4,300. All good choices. This is the hottest game in terms of temperatures and heat indices from the National Weather Service uh, today. Heat indices will be near an incredible 110 degrees at the start of the game. Uh, just one of the hottest games uh, in recent mem- memory anywhere in Major League Baseball. So the ball will carry very well. Um I like where you're going with the Red Sox stat. Hit well at Camden Yards. Well, that's what I said yesterday. They scored a grand total of two runs. Look for them to score some runs today. Uh, J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts have been Oriole pillars over the, the years that they've been um, a duo. Well, only two years. This is only the second. But Mookie, in particular, really likes hitting it at Camden Yards. I like to go there. Um on the other side, you said Porcello hasn't been good. That's an understatement. He has been the probably the biggest disappointment on the Red Sox team. He won the Cy Young uh, a couple of years ago. He's not anywhere near that level. You have to like Memorial Bash. And probably the one that's best 
it's Trey Mancini uh, eligible at first base and outfield on draft. Coming up next, we got Battle of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Zach Eflin, who has really started to struggle. Uh, he, is, he has allowed six or more runs in three of his last four starts. Uh, and then he's going, he's going against Joe Musgrove, who's been kind of up and down lately. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm thinking you know, that, that some Pittsburgh bats are definitely going to be in play here. Uh, if Jung Ho Bong is in the lineup, he's only 3,400. Uh, Adam Frazier is just 3,700. Newman, of course, is a good bat to get in there. Uh, should be some offense in this game. I think you like you like some of the Philly, Philadelphia bats a, as well. Uh, you, when you take a look at uh, some of the pricing there for the Phillies, you know, there could, could be some offense in, in this game. Uh, Bryce Harper's just 4,400, really hitting the ball well. The price hasn't caught up. You got Mick McKeel Franco if he's in the lineup for just 3,700. Uh, JT Romuto for just 4,100. So. Uh, hitting on both sides of the game, do you like stacks on either side here? Yeah, you kind of have to. I like the Philly side stack much better than the Pirate side. The reason why I don't like the Pirate side is since the All-Star break, their offense has been borderline pathetic. Let's just put it at that. This is their run totals in the, let's see how many games has it been, seven games since the All-Star break in order. One, five, three, zero, three, four, three. They just haven't – they came into the All-Star break as one of the better hitting teams in the National League. Since then, they've returned back to the bottom where they had been the last couple of years. And the main contributor to that swoon, if you want to call it, is Josh Bell. He's only gotten more than five fantasy points on DK once since the All-Star break. He's just not swinging the bat right now. If you want to take a GPP flyer, go with Eflin. And it's not because he's a good pitcher. It's just because Pittsburgh isn't scoring runs right now. Yeah, Kansas City and Cleveland. Jacob Junis against Adam Plutko. Uh, certainly an Indian stack has to be in vogue here against against Junis. Uh, you got uh, Tyler Naquin's really hot lately. Uh, and he's just $4,000. Uh, Jason Kipnis, if you want to take the chance, 3,500. But Oscar Mercado's hit well over 500 in his last six games. He's totally on fire, and he's got to be the core of a Cleveland stack at 4,600. Uh, so I like the Indian stack a lot today. Uh, Adam Plutko, maybe some bats uh, you know, against him as, him as well. Uh, Chesla Cuthbert, 4,100, although you don't get the, the split. You would have to spend 4,600 for Alex Gordon, so... You really got to pick and choose with those bats uh, over on the Kansas City side. But, you know, I'm always up for stacking against uh, Jacob Junis, even though he's uh, he's had two straight good outings. I feel like, you know, with his 508 ERA, uh, even though he beat Chicago last time out, that uh, this is a guy that I always want to stack against. Yeah, that's an excellent point. I was... I don't know where my mind is today. It's more GPP because two of the in the main slate of my GPP arms I liked were Junis and Eflin. Just because Eflin against the the, the, the cold pirate offense and Junis because of his last two starts. As you mentioned, he's gone seven innings in each of his last two starts. His last start, he had a career high ten strikeouts. But it is with a caveat, as you said. It was against the White Sox. White Sox are a team that you can pick on with arms right now. 
Indians are hitting the ball better. They are leading the wild card race and are smack down bat dab, excuse me, in playoff contention and really not that far behind the twins either. So yeah, this is certainly a GPP only recommendation for me with Junis. But if I do play a multi entry, I'm probably going to fire him up once or twice. Really? You're going to actually use him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just because throughout the year, Cleveland has mainly been Lindor and Ramirez and, and not a heck of a lot else. But like you said, they do have. Well, some Mar- we can't forget stuff. Mercado the way he's playing. And Naquin and um, Kipnis, like you mentioned, all three of those guys. But. You never know. Major League Baseball is a funny game. Mike Leake had a perfect game into the the ninth inning last night, and I'm sure not many people saw that. Um, But, hey, yeah, Junius could easily get lit up, or he can easily go six innings with eight strikeouts, I think. Coming up next, you got Oakland and Minnesota. uh, Jose Barrios against Brett Anderson. This looks like an avoid game for me, but Barrios did look so good in his last start. and Oakland's, Oakland's starting to, to uh, pick up on offense. Actually, Chris Davis had a two-hit game last year, so signal that you know that uh, he's so down in price, like well under $4,000, and could be on the verge of turning it around because he's so streaky. Uh, two-hit game, I think it was like his first one since, uh, since early June last night. Uh, Brett Anderson's been up and down. Not necessarily somebody I want to attack. This game has the, the look of stay away from me. Excellent point about Chris Davis. Each of the last two nights designing my DK lineup, I first in my prelim had him penciled in both times, thinking that he's going to homer. Now, he didn't homer in each in any, but he did have base hits both, and he seems to be getting his timing back, uh, and there's only a matter of time before he basically is the player who led the American League in home runs each of the last two years. Uh, he's only $3,200 on DraftKings. That's pretty incredible pricing for a guy with that type of power. I may just pencil him in and then really be able to afford lots of pieces around him, and I like that call a lot. Um, Brejos, and you have the great pronunciation of that uh, last name, which I struggle with, has uh, (laughs) been up and down a little bit, and since his last couple starts has been a little bit more down than up, so and especially in a, in a park that's really good for right-handed power hitters, I like I like the Davis call a lot. Okay. And it might not be widely owned either going against Barrios. Uh, no. Yeah. See, okay, so moving along, you got, uh, you got Houston and Texas, Ariel Gerardo against, uh, against Jose Urquidy. Uh, and it could be offense on both sides of this game, but I think you really love – an Astro stack. You can get Michael Brantley for just 4500 Jordan Alvarez, who hit the longest home run for an Astro in the StatCast era last night, uh, might be worth the 5200 here. Josh Reddick is just 3600 You could save some money on him, as well as Robinson Chirinos, if he's in the game, at 3500 So I'm looking at Astro stack, and maybe you like a few Rangers bats here, too. Yeah, um, the Rangers starter, Gerardo, has not been good his last couple times out. And Houston is a pretty good offensive team up and down the lineup, especially at home. Uh, you have to like some bats there. You mentioned that, that probably their best two left-handed bats in Brantley and Alvarez. Those are the two that I would probably be targeting. Hey, and if I use Chris Davis, I'll probably be able to afford him. So I like where you're going there, Scott. 
All right, so let's go to uh, Cincinnati next, where St. Louis takes on Cincinnati. Miles Mikolas against Luis Castillo. Castillo will be worth the eleven thousand two hundred. Uh, maybe some Cincinnati bats here against Mikolas. Jesse Winker is just thirty six hundred. Joey Votto is only thirty four hundred. So there's an opportunity to save some money. Uh, Scooter Jeanette is only thirty three hundred. So uh, some possible. Possible bats here. Uh, Mikolas was up and down in the first half, but uh, his la- his last uh, he had a complete game shutout the last time out. So maybe uh, using some Cincinnati bats here. Maybe, maybe that's something I don't want to do while while talking it through. Uh, but Castillo is is uh, definitely great cash game play today. Well, Julio Teron is used to be the poster boy for home away splits. But this year, it's Miles Mikolas. Um, at home, he is terrific. Uh, well, maybe not terrific, but a really good pitcher. On the road, bad. Really bad. His last three, I'm counting four, five. His last five road starts are then starts want to stack against him. And none of the ballparks have been the extreme hitter's park that Great American is going to be tonight. This will be the second hottest game behind Baltimore. We saw last night, I think the final score was 12 to 11. Um, That park, when it warms up, just plays tiny. And I like where you're going with stacks, especially on the Cincinnati side. Now, on the other side, I think you've got to decide, will St. Louis hit against Castillo? Castillo's in a great spot on paper. He's having a fantastic year. St. Louis struggles against righties, but will that weather, will that ball carry and cause a difference and really just mess up what it looks like a great spot for Castillo? I'll use Castillo against anybody right now, and I'll there do the sa- I'll do the same thing in Washington and uh, Atlanta. This is going to be a great pitching matchup. Hannibal Sanchez on quite a run, and he's just eight thousand. But uh, to use him against that Braves lineup is not something I want to do. Uh, I'd rather spend for Soroka than Castillo. Uh, Ten thousand four hundred. Uh, I'll use him against anybody right now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at Sanchez, and I'm looking, and I see what the run he has. Yeah. In his last last eight starts, he's five and zero with a forty two forty seven ERA. I guess on FanDuel, what this the issue I see here is none of those eight starts he's gone more than six innings, and none of those eight starts. He has struck out more than eight. Eight has been as high, and then there's a six and a seven as well, and all the rest are twos and threes and ones. Um, He's keeping his team in the game. He's a veteran pitcher. He's not going to light the world on fire, but he's keeping his team in the game. Yeah, he's got a good match. I mean, a tough matchup against the Braves, but he can get the job done. And on the other side, Soroka's just been fantastic all year. This should be a really good game against two teams in contention for playoff positioning, both in the National League East. And, yeah, this will be a really fun game to watch, I think. Okay. Uh, Milwaukee's at Arizona. Kind of an avoid game here. Gio Gonzalez has pitched pretty well. He faces his former team, just 8,300 on DraftKings. But first performance off the IL here. I'm sorry, not his former team. Uh, Scratch that. Uh, But... First performance off the IL, I want to avoid it. Zach Greinke's won two of his past three, but we saw a recent blow-up start from him. And uh, 
you know, going against that Milwaukee lineup, something I want to avoid. I'd rather spend ten thousand four hundred for Soroka than ten thousand for uh, for Zach Greinke. Yeah, I think you're right here. Greinke was the poster boy, along with someone we'll talk about later, and Clayton Kershaw for safe cash plays with a high floor. However, two of his last four starts here have two of his last five starts. No, four. Sorry, excuse me. Haven't been great, and the floor hasn't been there. You mentioned going against a really tough Milwaukee offense. Yes, he gets them on the road. That's a bonus. Uh, but it's still the Milwaukee offense. You still got Christian Yellick and Mike Moustakis and Lorenzo Cain and et cetera, et cetera. On the other side, yeah, this is what Gonzalez's first start since May. You have really no idea what you're getting here. Um, if you're so be it so in tune, maybe an Arizona stack, or at least a few bats. Christian Walker has been a favorite of mine for the last month or two batting leadoff at a price that is probably the, the one of the lowest spots, prices for lead-up uh, batters in all of baseball. All right, final game, uh, Battle of All-Stars. Sandy Alcantara against uh, Clayton Kershaw. Alcantara's had an ERA well over four this month. So, uh, you know, running some Dodger bats out there is definitely uh, in play. And uh, Clayton Kershaw, a great cash game play at 11,000. Yeah, the, the Dodger bats were held in check last night, scoring only two runs by a good-looking rookie in Zach Eflon. Um, uh, did I? I just said the actor, didn't I? It's Ethan or no? It's Gallon. 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 Right. What I said, yeah. Zach Eflon. That's pretty good. Yeah, That's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Alcantara. The only um, more apropos. All-star matchup would be John Means versus Sandy Alcantara, but as a Red Sox fan, I probably should not be joking about John Means today as he pitched oh, John well. Means, John Means has pitched well. He earned yeah, it. Yeah. But yeah. Alcantara certainly did deserve it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, but it would certainly be, if that matchup would happen, that it would be two pitchers that uh, basically the, ca- uh, the casual baseball fan would not know anything about. But getting back to this game, yeah, you have to have to think that after last night's somewhat disappointment that Dodger bats would maybe go a little bit undoned and they're in a great spot. Um, anywhere from one through six or seven in that lineup is always viable. One guy who has been really good since coming off the IL is AJ Pollock. I'd look for him to pencil him in because he's one of more the affordable of that stack um, and, and, and use him. Um, I used him last night and Though he walked a bunch of times, he, he's hitting the ball hard and had a double and scored a run. So good for A.J. Pollock. I know he was coming off a pretty uh, weird arm infection injury, but he looks to be recovered from that. Okay, some favorite stacks, Houston, uh, Philadelphia, Toronto. Uh, what are your favorite pitchers? Uh, I know we have spoke Soroka uh, and uh, Jacob Junis, anybody else? <laughs> Jacob Junis, I may lift that one down. I think the safest cash game pitcher is you just go Kershaw. Uh, either Kershaw or you want the upside at about the same price, you go Castillo. I think Castillo's ceiling is a little bit higher. Kershaw's floor is a little bit higher. In terms of um, just trying to be a little bit different than the field and um, maybe a GPT play, I like... Uh, I'm not going to say Granky because he doesn't have that upside, I don't think. Yeah, it's probably going to be Soroka. He's going to be going against a pretty good offensive team. 
And I think some people are going to be scared away, but he, he just has looked really good recently. And I think he has the potential to, to go seven innings with 10 strikeouts, that type of thing. Yeah, I think uh, Samarja might be a really good play, though, in a, in a tournament going against the Mets and should get some good run support. Yeah, Thanks. just that he's not on that any sort of like slate. I want to play on DK, but I get what you're saying. He is on the all-day slate in FanDuel, so yeah. that's a good call. Yeah, Yeah. so I, that's what I did mean for the all-day all slate. Yeah. yeah. Because it's 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 kind of tough to really find a bargain pitcher today that you really like if you want to, you know, run that Houston or or Yankee stack. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy I had in mind was Junis, but you, you're basically laughing me. You're getting me off of him just because of how hot Cleveland's bats have been. But that's probably going to save me a couple dollars today, and I appreciate that, Scott. I guess, I guess, I guess the one, if you could just point to momentum, we talked about Anibal Sanchez. Yeah. He's going to be very low-owned. For sure, yeah. Go on the road in Atlanta in a hitter's park against a pretty good hitter's team. That will be under owned for sure. Yeah, maybe that's the play. Maybe. All right. All right. Thanks for listening to the Win Daily Podcast. And uh, Jason, Jason and Mark will be with you tomorrow. Thanks a lot for listening.